Are you convertible? Like, would you say you're, you're capable of being changed by God? We know that like, to live a life of discipleship is to be not just like a moment of conversion, but many, many conversions through our lives. So like, what, would you, what would your answer be? Would you say that you are convertible or, or not? Last week we talked about how it is that God changes and transforms us. But this week the question that Jesus asks is, are, are you in a place to be changed? Are you, are you capable of being changed? When the Lord wants to make your heart more loving or more forgiving or more generous, can, can, can we go through that? Will, will we let him change us? And maybe just another thing to consider is whatever your answer is right now, what, what would it be like if, if your answer to this changed? If you found out that you were wrong, whether it was yes or no. In the gospel today, Jesus reveals to us, very importantly, a danger that is even greater than sin. And that is ignorance of the truth about ourselves. Okay, another way to say this is self-deceit. Sin, when we acknowledge it and repent of it, the Lord forgives. But self-deceit is a harder, a harder thing because it works to protect us from conversion, actually, because we say, I, I don't think I need it, or I think I already got it. It usually sounds like, I'm, I'm a good person. So let's look at the sons in the gospel today. There's the first and the second son. The first one, when his father asks him to work in the vineyard, the first son is insolent and gives a disrespectful and selfish, no, I will not. In the end, he does go out in the vineyard. The second son gives this very respectful and immediate, yes, sir. But in the end, he doesn't. So if we ask the brothers today uh, the, the question that we started with, are you convertible? What would they say? What do you think they would say? I imagine if you ask the first one, are you convertible? He would say, not very easily, because I often just say no when my father asks me to do things. And maybe we would hear that and say, you should, that should bother you more. You should be a little more ashamed of that answer. If you ask the second one, are you convertible? Of course, he would say, yes, of course I am, because that, that is the right answer. So maybe rather than asking them, it's better to look at their behavior. If we look at the second son, we can ask, did you convert? Did your heart change? And of course, his heart did not change. He said yes, but he never showed up. Why not? Why is this? It's, we, we go back to the first thing, the, the thing that Jesus wants to expose to us today. He answered his father without knowing the truth about himself. He gave the right answer before he asked, can I help my father in the field today? Do I want to help my father in the field today? Will I? He just knew the right answer, and so he said, yes, I'll be there, but never showed up. For the first one, you give his insolent response. Did his heart change? Yes. So what's different between the first and the second? The first son who ended up in the field, he started with a faultable attention to himself. Before answering his father, he asked himself, do I want to work in the vineyard today? No. Will I? No. And so when his father asked him to do it, he said, no, I will not. So his, his attention to himself that he starts with before he gives his answer, like I said, it is, it is faultable. We say, geez, like, is, that the, is what you want the end of the story? But he is at least truthful in his response. He's honest. The first one 
who ends up in the field, he doesn't pretend. And he just really says what he, what he thinks and what he's deciding to do. The second one, and this is why we, we get down on him so much, is he's a hypocrite. But he might not even know that he's a hypocrite. It could be that he fools even himself. He gives the right answer, yes, I'll be there, thinking that maybe he will. But he's never checked to see whether he'll actually follow through. So in the first son, his honesty in the wrong answer makes it possible for his heart to change later. But the second son, his agreeable mask, his quick, correct answer, hides the truth of his heart and actually leads to the worst possible outcome that is final resistance. It's funny, you can imagine maybe a third son who when the father asks him to go in the vineyard, he says no and he never shows up. We would, I, I think we would fault him less than the second son who never shows up but said yes, he's less hypocritical about it, he's more truthful. So, so from, from the story that Jesus tells, this formula emerges. Okay, the first son starts with the truth about himself, even if it's the wrong answer, and that leads to the possibility of final conversion in the end. But the second son begins with self-deception, and what that leads to is a final resistance, actually, and, and not obedience to his father. Now, both, both brothers have faults, certainly, and we all have faults, but the difference is that the first brother does not hide his faults from himself, and the second one does, because he doesn't hide it from himself, he can be changed in the end. What this means for us, like I said, the, the peril that the, the Lord points out to us is self-deception, to ignore the truth about ourselves. But then he gives us this key. He says, if you want to be converted, if you want to be changeable, then the, the key is sincerity, to give the truthful answer even if it's the wrong answer. We do not have to be afraid of the truth about ourselves and the state of our hearts. And in fact, in the end, it's no help and there is no need to insist on our own goodness. Has it happened to you before? Can you think of a time when God showed you that you were wrong about yourself when he exposed your self-deception? Or when you responded to God truthfully with the wrong answer? Of course, if we're going to put ourselves in this story, we want to be the first sons. Actually, we want to be like the fourth son, which is the one who says yes to his father and then shows up in the vineyard also. But that is, that is wishful thinking because Jesus, Jesus is the only, the only son that responds yes and then shows up. We want to be the first sons who maybe give the wrong answer, but in the end show up and do what their father asks. But what we need for this, what we need to be less blind to ourselves, is to be comfortable, to be okay with being unfinished. This is how the father treats his sons. He doesn't write them off after their first response, but he goes to the vineyard and waits. He gives them space, patiently, to see what the end of the story will be. So he does this for all of us. If we start with, a, with the false but correct answer, then we're in peril. If we start with the true but wrong answer, the father waits for us because we still have time to change and convert in the end. He is patient with our being unfinished, and we can be patient with it too, like the first son. So, go back to the first question. Are you convertible? Don't be quick to yes. We know that's the right answer. But don't be quick to yes, because if you're wrong, you're in a dangerous place, and you set yourself up not for conversion, but like the second son, this final resistance in the end. The best answer 
says Jesus. The best answer is not the correct one, but the true one, even if it's wrong, even if it's no. So if you ask the, the, the first son who ended up in the vineyard what his answer would be, uh, this is how I imagine it. First son, are you convertible? He would probably say, I don't know. Sometimes I have been, sometimes I have not been. And I know in this and that, that I am not convertible, that I say no to God, that I resist him, that I do not obey my father. We were unfinished and God works patiently to transform us. So the encouragement today from Jesus is to acknowledge our no when we, when, we, when we disregard and disobey the Lord, when we say no so that in time he can change it, so that we can be his disciples who always say yes to God.